Welcome to Shaylee and Katie's Lemonade Stand. We're trying to figure out how to do the working mom thing while turning all the lemons into lemonade. I'm Katie Day, a graphic designer and marketing director, mom of four. And I'm Shaylee Murphy, an interior designer, a video producer, and a mom of two. Hey there, welcome back to Shaylee and Katie's Lemonade Stand. We have Emily Edgar back for round two. We loved her on the skincare episode. You are going to absolutely love her makeup tips. They are completely attainable. Um, very empowering. Yeah. She's really good. She's she good. She makes you feel like beautiful and that everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. And there should be less of my volume and less of typing on this episode. We sure hope so. <laughs> um, before we get into the episode, um, Shaylee, do you have any regrets from our time with Emily? Uh, this time or last time? All of it. I mean, I think in life I have a good general regret time of just talking too much in general. Do you think we should have said, I want your face on my face as many times as we did? I mean, let's just say if anything ever happens to Emily, they might be they might be coming to question us first. Particularly if her face is removed. Particularly if she's fine, but it's just her face skin is removed. Yeah. All right. Enjoy Emily and feeling empowered. Okay, we're back with Emily Edgar, this time to talk about makeup routines for busy moms. Emily, welcome back. Hi, guys. Hi. You just as amazing as last time. And do you notice anything different about our skincare? Right. Your skin looks amazing. <laughs> I have know. done since you left is just... It's just sunscreen. Oh, so much it's sunscreen. just sunscreen. I'm night. so proud of you guys. <laughs> every night. Every night. Sunscreen. And then if I wash being... my face really good in the morning. Uh-huh. If we're being honest, sunscreen is the only and most important part of all of it. So that's what great I learned job. High from fives a podcast. All Thank, Thank you. you so much. Just okay, once a night and then just wash that right off in night, the morning. Wash it off. Love it. Got it. Oh, wait. No, that's not. Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, let's get into makeup. I'm so excited because now we have laid the base of our foundation with our skincare. Mm-hmm. And I, I inquiring minds want to know, like, what's your makeup routine? Yeah. How do we get? Your, your face, face on, on our face. face. <laughs> That's your new tag. That can be the beauty, your bride's guide to beauty tag. It says, bride's guide to beauty. Get my face on your face. Put my face on your face. It'll be your, great. That's what your husband wants on his wedding day. It's just a stranger face. Okay. Betty, you're welcome. That's free. That's marketing. I love it. Okay. Um, so what was the question? <laughs> I mean, you're a professional makeup artist. So like, what, what do you do? What's your go-to daily routine? Yes. So I am just full disclosure. I am the most lazy self makeup artist (laughs) of all time. Yes. Like fully just the most lazy. I have so much makeup at home for my kit and for my personal collection that I've just amassed over the years and whatnot. But I am so lazy about it. So I've got kids at home. I have a business that I run by myself. So I don't have a lot of extra time in the morning to do my own makeup. So I typically tell my clients that if I see them and I have mascara on, this is their lucky day (laughs) because that's a lot of makeup for me. So in all honesty, if I know I'm going to be seeing a client or I just want to feel a little special that day, I will always put on a nice little like illuminator cream. And then I will put on some mascara. I'll curl my lashes and then put on mascara and then probably a lip color. Uh, What is an illuminator cream? Just like in general, I've never, I don't know. Okay, so this is like not a part of your skincare routine. This is a total makeup product. Okay. And I have a couple favorite ones, but you can find them, almost every brand has them now because highlighting has become so popular. Oh, okay, okay, Tyler. So I really like, for my skin, I like the um, Elia True Skin Radiant Priming Serum. So it is a serum, so it's like more thin, uh, which means it would be, would be great for oily skin people. But it's nice because it's just really brightening and it basically will make your skin look dewy. So that's a favorite. And then on top of it, because I just really like shine, I feel like nice, healthy, shiny skin kind of you know, shows that you've had great rest and that you drink a lot of water and all the good things, you know? So I love to just put all the shine on my skin. I like also using, uh, Violette has a, she's a makeup artist and she has a makeup line and she has a beautiful 
like a shine stick, basically. It's called Bomb Shine. And it says it's a universal highlighter. Listen, if you've got a deeper complexion, it might be a little bit too light for you, but it does have a lot of nice gold undertones in it, so it does work for deeper skin tones. Um, so universal, eh, I think that that really depends, but there's only one shade, but it is perfect. And I love to put it on, you know, my cheekbones or on my lid or really just wherever because it catches the light and it's a little bit more oily. Mm -hmm. um, MAC has a really great one. MAC strobe cream is like a classic that I love. You put that on me during that video shoot. Yeah, and I was it's like, great. Glowing strobe Emily, cream. Emily, what did you do to me? <laughs> okay, so mm -hmm. these things, these illuminators, they don't cover, really? Correct. They have no coverage. There's not even really any pigment. It's more texture. Okay. Right? So this isn't going to be like a concealer or a foundation. It's all about texture and just kind of adding that like dewy shine to the skin, which is one reason why I kind of like to control it in placement. So instead of just like squishing it out on your hand and rubbing it all over, I will put it on my hand, but then focus it on the outer portions of my skin right? Or my face. Oh, okay. So I'll put it first on like the cheekbones. I'll like press it into the cheekbones and then kind of like on the lower part of my jaw, maybe a little bit on my chin. I kind of avoid the nose because that tends to be like where we get oily throughout the day. Hmm. But listen, I'm in my mid thirties. I'm basically like a Sahara desert on my face. <laughs> <laughs> so I just put it everywhere really. But if you find like midday you're a little bit more oily like i feel like you're a little oily sometimes right she's pointing at katie for I'm the record actually, <laughs> yes, sorry I, i'm I actually um wearing oil right now because i am mm. not normally oily but then i worked out and i was yes. like well i guess i'll just deal with what's left here i'll just enjoy this shine and this like dewiness you don't yep. look oily now but i just feel like from knowing you and your nice skin from what we've talked about no it, i i would <laughs> consider myself not very oily yeah so see, you could totally take these like illuminating kind of creams and just put them all over. Mm. I know, no question. You won't have that buildup. I spent 15 years taking Clinique powder and ensuring that there was zero I know. oil showing on my entire face. I and know. then I would take every two hours and I'd be like, I got to go make sure powder there's no oil. I got to make sure I cover up 100% of this oil on my face. Uh, okay. So first of all, is that just a, I was young and oily. Is that a styles changed? Third question is, is there such thing as too much oil? Um, because I feel like at some point, like, I think that when I see like a model, like if I see like Haley Bieber photo, I messed up her name. I'm sorry. I've never, I don't say that a lot. Uh, Haley Bieber photo. She looks like a little shiny goddess woman or like a model. And then I just kind of look like a sweaty mess if I feel shiny. So what's the difference? Where's the line between good and bad? Okay, well, the difference is, is that Haley Bieber has a whole team of people that are basically on retainer to make sure that she looks perfect all the time. So <laughs> if you had the same thing, you would look the same way. What would that cost me? Um, <laughs> could you move Where in? Is My attic is available. Amazon list. Correct. Uh, that would cost you lots of money. You would need Bieber money, basically, if we're being mm, honest. Okay. So. There's that. Wow. But the, to your actual question, yes. <laughs> I feel like it's a mix of things. You know, trends happen throughout everything. They happen in interior design and like our food choices and our food trends. They're everywhere, right? So yeah. just the same in makeup. It has really been since I'd say probably like the early aughts. So the 90s were kind of the end of that matte satin finish skin. Okay. And moving into the early 2000s, you get a lot of the shine and the texture on the skin. So I'm just like 21 years. No. But isn't that interesting? Because also you, so you see things like your, your grandparents still doing like, I got to match my, I don't know, my blush to my lips or whatever it was. And that was going to be us. Like if you don't pay attention, you don't realize right. like, I thought I was still doing like the thing that's well, it's, it. it's with yeah. old people. My 92 year old grandpa has an iPhone that he uses and knows how to like trade stocks on it and stuff. Cause he's, he always will talk about it and he goes, and at some point I had to decide, am I gonna, am I gonna roll with it? And am I going to learn the new technologies that comes out and upgrade every single iPhone? Or am I just going to give up? And I decided to stay up with it. So Aww. I feel like it's the same thing. Like, are you yeah. going to just have a flip phone you don't know how to use? Or are you going to be 92 with the newest iPhone? And dewy skin. Dewy, dewy skin. Or with matte by then. We'll thick, find out. <laughs> thick eyebrows. Yeah, I eyebrows. Also, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, see, trends. And I also think, though, that, like, our generation and all the subsequent younger generations have that access to, like, 
social media and just that direct interaction to knowledge with the internet mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we are a lot more close to trends and evolving with trends. Yeah, you know? Missouri just used to not know. It wasn't their fault. Exactly. <laughs> they just didn't know what they were doing in California. Slowly we're coming up on it. But again, I think that A, it had a lot to do with trends, right? So the trend mm-hmm. back then was just more matte satin skin. But then also you did have more oil in your skin, right? So oh, you true. did have the need because you were younger. Typically you generate a lot more oily, oils and oily and have more oily skin right. back then whenever you're a bit younger. And I think that those two things combined led you probably to having the powder foundations. But right, right. it's one thing that people kind of miss out on is that your skincare and your makeup should evolve as you age because your skin mm-hmm. changes as you age. You know, the texture right. of your skin, whether it's dry or oily changes, you know, the amount of collagen and elastin you have on your face in your skin and all of that changes as you age. So, you know, the beautiful sharp cat eye that you might have done whenever you were young might not be as easy to do anymore because you don't have as much like full collagen you in your stretch, eye area. Got to stretch that skin out before you yeah. can paint that on. I wouldn't know. I just no, I've for heard. sure you absolutely do. And stretch that skin, <laughs> skin, skin out. Look straight once the wrinkles mm-hmm. are back. Down. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I have another. Okay. Follow up. Question. I'm gonna not interrupt you as much as I did last time because I'm evolving as a human. You're doing great. But I do have questions that I will for sure forget and the listeners might as well. Um, Clinique lady told me, you have oily skin, you need powder. And then I just decided forever that I know now what I have. How frequently do you need to do a reset of what type of skin you have? Um, honestly, I think that it's important to pay attention to what's happening in your skin more often than you might think. So trend wise, if you're really like up on trends, it'll just come naturally to you. But I think that as the seasons change, you need to make note as to what's happening in your skin. So your skincare routines, as we talked about in the skincare episode, will change due to weather and your environment and all of that. A lot of times the same thing for your makeup. So if you live in a really humid environment and you tend to be more oily during the summer, you might use something that's more mattifying, you know, like a mattifying illuminator, because those are out there that have a little bit more dry texture but are still illuminating. Or you might use a mattifying primer or something that's a little bit drier for complexion, for foundation and whatnot. Or Let's say you live in the mountains and it gets really bitter cold during the winter. You're going to use something that's probably a little bit more, you know, creamy and whatnot. So that will always change depending upon a your age. But I, I would say probably between seven to ten years, your skincare and makeup will change dependent upon your age. Mm-hmm. But environmentally, and seasonally, it will change based basically on seasons. You know, whenever you shift, if you live in an area that shifts into the cold season and into the hot season, if you've got humid weather, you know, all year round versus six months of the year, you know, you kind of just want to shift it and change it as opposed to those situations. All right. But what you're um, explaining to us right now is kind of your go-to medium weather yeah, just kind of like regular, you know, for spring me, and fall. Yes, spring and fall. You're in betweens. So for me, my skin is typically pretty, I would say it's pretty normal. It's got a little sensitivity and dryness in the cheeks, but I don't get excessively oily in the T zone. So I'm always going for more moisture and more oil is better. But the things that I utilize in my makeup routine is really, you know, can be used by anybody. It doesn't necessarily mean you're oily or you're dry. You just want to focus on those products that have a texture that suits your skin, right? So if you have oily skin and you want an illuminator, but the ones I might have mentioned are a little bit thicker or more like oily and textury, then you might want to try and find something that's a little bit thinner, like the Elia product versus the balm. Got it. And so, you know, I mean, my thing is, is I just like my makeup to be simple and highlighting and to kind of like have fun. But that's how I like my makeup. And I think that everybody's makeup routine is really going to be dependent upon what's happening in their lives and what their lifestyles are. You know, if you have to go to an office, a corporate office, and you feel like you really need to be put together and have, you know, A to Z done for makeup, then that's what your life is going to be like. Maybe you don't have kids and you can do that. 
um, I have children and I just don't care to put that much effort into it in the morning, I would prefer to argue about what kind of shoes a toddler is going to wear than to mm-hmm. perfect my sharp eye, like eyeliner. Or if shoes. Yeah. I mean, if shoes at all. That's how I yeah. also prefer to spend my time. Right? It's at way better. Think that would be how I prefer it yeah. based on how much time I spend doing it. <laughs> well, and I think too, like people think makeup artists, she's a professional. She probably spends so much time on her makeup and you're like, this is what I do for work. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's a big difference between being a makeup artist and someone who can do their own makeup really well. So that's a big differentiation. Um, and another world, basically, between, you know, the YouTubers and the Instagram makeup artists. If I only did my own makeup every day for three years, you know, to film content and things like that, of course, I'd be really great at it because I would be the only face I'm practicing on. But I work on other people, so I am all I'm used to just working with a variety of face shapes and different skin tones and all of that. So I don't spend as much time doing my own makeup because a it's boring because it'd be the same old face every day. (laughs) That was like a, like a slight shade throwing. Um, (laughs) but I've never thought Um, about it that way though. That's totally true. It would be like if I did interior design and only ever showed my house, like it was just my house, which is pretty much what I I don't really show projects, but it's almost more of a challenge in a fun way to get to go into a space. It's like, Ooh, this one's challenging or this one's fun or this one's, they have a lot of money. That's like working on like a 21 year old. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you have to also in that same scenario, you have to learn like, how do they use your house, their house? Right. I always what is their say, like, I'm not like. living here. Exactly. Same thing. Yes. What are your goals? Yeah. What, you know, yeah. Do you like Dewey? Yes. Do you want to be met? Exactly. And that's my priority. So that is what I just talked about was my skincare routine. But I think it's really important for everyone, whether it's skincare or makeup, to determine what their goals are. Like, what is it that you want? Not what somebody else tells you you want or what, Mm. you know, society is saying, this is what's trendy or this is what you should do to look like a pretty woman. Not things like that, but like, do you like your lips? Do you want to wear lipstick? Do you like your cheekbones? Let's highlight them or something, you know, pick out a how much time you have and how much effort you want to put into it. And then, you know, what your priorities are and focus on those things. Okay, that's good. You know what I liked about what you explained why you like the Dewey and you did it so quick and so subtle. But what I liked about it is it was kind of rooted in timelessness. It was rooted in science. So you're like, when you have a bit of shine and illumination on your face, it reminds you of someone who's rested well. It reminds you of someone who's drank Drink a lot water, of water. Like a younger person. Yes. And if you have more oil in your skin when you're younger, then yeah, if you have some shine on your face, it implies youth. I didn't know the word Dewey until you explained it to me. And then it, like a light bulb, like things when you don't know and then you know, I'm like, I'll do it all the time. I'm like, how do I get more Dewey? I want to be Dewey. Give me all the shine. Yeah, I feel like, you know, there's nothing, and I'm again, a strong proponent of youthfulness does not equal like the ultimate beauty. I think that there's a lot of beauty and aging and a lot of great experience that you've gotten by aging basically. So I'm not one to be like, let's get rid of all that. Uh, but I do think that dewiness just makes your skin look and feel comfortable. And like I said, like you got a good night's rest. Um, and my last step for my makeup routine, which basically is like a little secret weapon, a for self-confidence, a little self-esteem boost. And then also like a hardcore distraction, almost like camo, but in the beauty world is that if I'm really tired or just like not feeling into it, or, you know, my kids have kept me up all night or they got up at four o'clock in the morning. I put on some bomb ass lip. Yes. Oh, I thought you were, I was like a uh, ski mask, uh, glasses, uh, bangs. Is it bangs? bangs. I cut and just cut all my hair off. I just no roll my bangs back. really long. So it covers my eyeballs. So no one can see my well, fatigued eyes. You're so right though. You're so right. I think we've even made this joke Every before. time I wear lipstick, people are like, wow, you look. And I'm like, I literally just like smeared lipstick yes. on my face in your driveway. Yep. But thank you. So thank it's you. just like a distraction. Like don't look at my tired eyeballs. Look at this like out outrageously bright red, bright pink lip color. And then they're like, yeah, she's a makeup artist. Yeah. And then people just are like distracted by that and mm-hmm. they don't realize how tired I am. It's mm-hmm. great. That's Is good. there a tip on 
on lips like are our lips now not supposed to be shiny are they supposed oh, yeah. to be matte do you change your lipstick color based on what you're wearing or seasons too? i have four more questions four more lips. questions and you just answer them all in one i love lips i think that they're actually like my most favorite thing for makeup so i could talk about them all day um i think that for me personally i just love to wear lip color so it's not so much about a texture it's more about the color mm-hmm. if you looked in my personal bag there is literally a box that has to have at least I would not be shocked if there were 20 <gasps> lipsticks in there. And they are all my personal lipstick. They, they don't go into my kit. They're like my own. It's a little ridiculous. Like, so, like the one you keep with you? Yeah. Like you're going to the gas station and it's it's in there while you're looking for your keys? Yes. <laughs> I have Love it. 20 yes. lipsticks in my bag and they are all free samples from Clinique. Which is fine. Um, <laughs> sponsor the show. We're just waiting show. on that sponsor. We're waiting on that sweet, sweet sponsor. I'm trying to not Whenever buy from you ready. anymore, but I'm just a creature of habit, old person. That's okay. I mean, but that's the thing. You know, even brands will shift, like, what they're making to match the trends of the market. It's true. So Yeah. I like their, just, um, they have that kind of, like, clear, st- I'm, I'm modeling it with my hand like I put it on. Uh, it's almost like a clear tinted lip moisturizing type yes. lipstick. Black like. Honey. Yeah. It's a popular one. It's like a classic. It's Ooh. a good one. Um, but there has been trends in the lip market for texture in the sense of like matte has been a really popular thing. And I do think that it's kind of like on its way out. I think that the younger generations are really into their like super luscious, shiny, like wet lip colors. So I think that's a trend. Actually, I think that the younger generations don't like color, but they like texture. So like... Whenever we were young, we loved the Lancome juicy tubes and whatnot. So I think stuff like that is coming back around for the younger generations Uh. and Matt is moving out a little bit, but I don't so much focus on the texture. I like more color, you know, so if a color strikes me, I'll take it. Do you think that the trends in the makeup industry is just so that when people get 27 different lipsticks in their bag, they're like, nope, shiny now. And they're like, hmm, guess I got to buy 27 more shades and shiny. It's yes. When the okay. iPhone changes its charging port. I know. They're like, <laughs> yes. <"Lord>, same man. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They're like, we got to clean out all these people who are taking too good a care of everything. Yep. I mean, right. listen, it's a business. So there's yeah. a huge, the, the makeup industry is like a billion dollar industry. So they are obviously trying to get you mm. to buy a lot. So I have seen lately, a lot of the brand launches are actually going to start doing instead of like, here's these three lipsticks and a couple eyeshadows and some blushes. They're going to say, okay, this one kit full of four lipsticks, 20 eyeshadows, two lip liners, like a whole thing. You just buy it in one fell swoop. So you have to take all of the things versus like being able to kind of pick and choose for new like Mm. launches through brands. So they're always trying to get you to buy more, you know, but that's one of my also favorite parts of makeup is that, you can manipulate product to serve you in the way that you want. So a lipstick could serve as lipstick and a blush, you know, or you buy products that are kind of like multi-use so that you can use them in different areas. Okay. Two questions. They're very important. Do it. Desert Island, you get one piece of makeup you have to use for, you just get one piece of makeup. And so it's one you can either utilize in multiple ways or just like whatever. I want to hear your answer too, Shaylee. What? That's a really hard one. Oh. Um, Just for fun. <laughs> no pressure. It's fine. You both okay. have dark eyelashes. It's a no-brainer yeah. when your eyelashes are blonde. Really? I was going to say maybe mascara. Mascara would be on the top of my list. Maybe just bright red lips, and then I would have, like, red eyeshadow, red red blush, and red lips. <laughs> and then someone would land and be like, they have demons here. <laughs> Not well, to mention the crabs would just the crabs. love the way you look. Ooh, they, they would love they me. Love and then they'd pinch yourself. me and I'd be like, you can't even tell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my but, whole body's red. But it's we want to know your item. So I think that my desert island item, um, I'm thinking very deeply into this. And I, I think my top three favorites are going to be like a highlighter, mm-hmm. mascara, and some lipstick. But I'm going to ask you again. You get one item. Yeah, I know. And so this is what I'm thinking. If I'm on a desert island, it's a desert. No, 
a yeah. deserted island. Either one. Okay. It's a probably a desert. desert. If it wasn't a island. desert, it wouldn't be deserted. Let's Either way, we're talking about a hot location, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so Sweaty. it's going to be hot. It's going to be sunny. That means I don't probably need my highlighter mm-hmm. because I'm going to be sweating. I'll be Sweat. dewy anyway, do so like whatever. It's there. Um, and I, then I think mascara is just there to define my eyes because if I didn't have any mascara or brow treatment on, uh, my hair is so light that it would just be like a ghost, basically. Right. So I would have no definition. Who's going to see me? Whatever. I don't need that. Not the crabs. Not without your eye they lashes. Yeah. So my one must-have item for a deserted island is going to be lipstick. <gasps> yeah. I was going to say you have a lot of them. It's going to get me through. This isn't a segment, so I won't keep dwelling on it, but that was fun. Uh, second follow-up question. Yes. Talk us through expiration dates. Do they matter? Do they not? Do some matter yes. and some not? Yes. Okay. Yes. They all matter. Expiration dates. Oh, I thought you were going to say no. They just put it on there so you have to get new mascara and not get an eye fungus. I mean, yes. Are so some worse than others? Some matter and some don't. Anything that's going to be wet or creamy is going to matter. Anything that you use around your eyes is going to matter. Right? So mascara, I think, is one of the most important ones. You should literally be getting a new mascara at least once a month. What? I know. Hot I don't want to. Okay, what if I don't, what if I haven't used it? What if it's like, I don't know, hypothetical, clinic sample. (laughs) And I've had it for like, I don't know, two years. but I've never used it. It's never even opened, never seen no. oxygen? I've never, like, opened okay. it and, like, touched it. If it's dry. never seen oxygen, then basically you can open it up and smell it. And if it smells weird, toss it. But because it, you know, As it might still weird, be stable. As weird, you mean, like, mildewy. Like, when, you, when something wet is, like, old. Yeah, I mean, it's like smelling food. You know when food is, like, okay. maybe don't do that. Okay. Um, so I would say scent it out first. Every and then if month. it doesn't, if it smells fine... You can use it. But those little tubes of mm-hmm. mascara, they're really only going to have like three days worth of application in them. You know, th- it won't last for very long. <laughs> Do you know how long I've used a sample? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Months. <laughs> uh, try me, Emily. And then I use them so long that they dry out and then I'm like still trying to use it for yeah. probably like another month or two before I get a new one. Okay, that's good. What, so what is not around the eyes, not anything liquid. <laughs> Lipstick. Not, it'd be like, no, no, but that's like moisture. Would it be literally like powder or like eyeshadow, something very yes. powdery? So I've had some say, of that for like 10 years. I would say, <laughs> that's amazing. I would say should that. I throw, <laughs> should I throw it away though? Should I like go downstairs and be like, I can't even donate. Guys, it's all left. Um, she was horrified and she left. She ran she downstairs. Just hold on. Guys, throwing a bunch of things. Hold on. I got to go to the bathroom real quick. And then you just hear like a trash can filling up. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm done. And I have it all in my face. One last hurrah. I would say that your best choice is anything that's creamy or liquid needs to be really adhered to for expiration dates. Lipstick counts in that? Yes. Okay. Liquid, yes. liquidy, creamy. Yes, anything that is liquidy or creamy. Anything that's out. a powder, mm-hmm. and then you're going to move into powders. So, like, I think eyeshadow you should be wary of first and foremost because it's around your eyes. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we talked about the mascara thing. We talked about the eyeshadow thing. Nobody actually throws out their mascara after one month. How often are you guys having eye infections? Uh, one time I got mascara at Walmart, and I closed it right up, closed my eye right up. Oh, well, that's not okay. But so, I'm a delicate flower. Sorry, Walmart. It's Basically, what I'm saying That's true. is it's that... It's probably okay. It, yeah, it's, it's fine if you stretch it out. We've all done that. It's not the end of the world. It's like going to bed without washing your face. I'm not going to look at you happily, but well, I'm going to say... Not if fine. you're not changing Whatever. your mascara every month. Do you change your mascara every month? Yeah, I try to. Oh, my gosh. Mainly because for me, there's only a certain time that the mascara works. Whenever you first open it, it's too wet, so it puts too much on, and I hate it. It works for like one to two weeks, and then it dries out. So that's what my Maybe it's is. not our eyelashes. Maybe it's just the mascara. It's the yeah. avocado of the, the makeup yes. world. Avocado of the yes. makeup world. Exactly. Put that, the avocado Katie. in the refrigerator though at its peak. I know. At its peak mm-hmm. and that's then it lasts my for mascara. Like a week. Don't correct mm-hmm. me. Weeks. I'm just don't, don't correct me. I just put it in the refrigerator. <laughs> my mascara wait. stays in the fridge. Okay. So, I just okay. There's that. Now circling back around, get rid of your eyeshadow first, and then anything else that's powder, so like 
powder foundation blush. if you use that, blush, a powder highlighter, you know, anything in that world can last a lot longer. What's a lot longer? Because I thought mascara lasted a lot longer. <laughs> I mean... Two months? Are we talking six months? Are we talking a year? Do things I last have a year? some stuff that I've had for a long time. Like three years? I'm not sure I want to explicitly okay, disclose it. Okay, you don't have it, to eliminate like... yourself. You can plead the fifth. <laughs> Let's just say I'd be fine on that island for a while. Yes. <laughs> okay. As well, long I as don't know I if I'd like... mascara in a desert island because I'd only have a month to use it. I'd be like, dang it. I've been holding on to this, but do you want to know one thing I would not bring to a desert island? What? Hyaluronic acid. <laughs> Correct. I learned that recently. It would destroy yes. your skin. Remember, guys, from last time? I would just take the hyaluronic acid. Is that how you say it? Yeah. And then I and would it throw out. it on the pirates when they were coming and Good burn, they would suck their sizzle. face right up. And th that's why pirates are skeletons. That's exactly right. And that's another lesson today, folks. I've seen parts of the Caribbean. I do okay. also want to ask why your lip is still on after you've been drinking your LaCroix. Is that LaCroix. a trick? How'd you do that? No, there's like a little bit on there. Okay. And you just it's go just for it. It's just a fancy lipstick. You're like, that's part of it, guys. Yeah. And this lipstick that I have on is a little bit drier. So it'd probably be more of like a satin finish versus creamy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I do feel like it's worn off a little bit and I tend to rub my lips a lot. So some people will like eat their lipstick and all that. So um, I would say, I don't know. I've just... She only gets one application, though, before she throws it away. So it's like, it's a, <laughs> Get really, it all on. It's a really good one. Okay, you were going to say something. Yes, so the last thing about expiration dates, same as, I think that we probably mentioned this in the skincare um, podcast, but there's always a little box on your makeup box, and it has like a... Date? Yes. Well, it won't have a date, but it has like a month oh, that the mm -hmm. product is good for after it's been opened. So it looks like a little jar with a lid open. I forget what the actual name of that is, but there tends to be like a number of months on the inside of that, and mm. that is how long it will be good for Usually after it's opened. Usually they say 3M or 6M yes. or 12M or something. I was today years old when I learned that. There you, you go. Normally just throw them right in the trash. Get yeah. rid of that box. Wow, that's really interesting. Okay, great question, Shaylee. Thank you. I've been listening more. Maybe I'll let you know when I. I'll let you know when I listen back. Everyone's like, no, no, no. Um, no, but you had really good jokes about um, the demons on the island, so I'm gonna let it ride. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> if you interrupted that gold, you can interrupt any time okay. you want. Um, Thanks. Okay, so that would be like your go-to makeup routine, which, by the way, I do remember yes. finding out that you curl your eyelashes, and I tucked that away because I was like, oh, that's kind of in my mind, like the first that's gonna get cut if you're gonna cut something. Uh, but you think it makes a big difference, huh? I think it, if you had to choose between mascara or a lash curler, I would always choose a lash curler because it is more impactful, I think, because it like Says opens someone with not blonde eyelashes. And lifts she your does. lashes. I have blonde eyelashes. This is a whole bunch of mascara on my eyelashes right Mine now. Mine are like, you cannot her see Her mascara them. is that perfect level between like, juicy and dry. What happened to her eyelashes, poor thing? Like she also taught me how them. to curl them. So I did a single crimp. Yeah. Like one single crimp that made him like almost, dare I say, 90 degree angle. Correct. And she said if you crimp them, then you like let go and you move up a little bit and crimp it. What? Go and move up. And you're yeah. literally like curling it like you curl a ribbon curler with scissors. Kind of. Yeah. More so stuff. I like to get it as What if close? I misunderstood? And Don't take scissors to, to your eyelashes. <laughs> if you're going to be blind that. or you're going to have no eyelashes left. Both are bad. Okay. Don't do it. Katie shows up next week with like an iPad. <laughs> I'm telling you guys. It's a tendril curl. She's like, I got one. It's a real, it's a real crapshoot when we're learning from you. I mean, I feel like we could really do it very wrong. We could really okay. disappoint you. I'll show you. If you okay. ever have questions, just let me know. So, so, so nutshell your skincare routine again, because there's been a lot of lipstick demons. You in mean between. makeup yes. routine? Don't worry about anything I say. <laughs> yes. Makeup, makeup routine. routine. Okay. So. As fast and quick and simple and effective as possible. So I will use that nice light, like illuminating cream. I love the Elia one specifically for my skin. I will curl my lashes. I will mascara my lashes. And then I will put on some highlighter balm to get, you know, my cheekbones looking bright and whatever. And then probably a lipstick because I'm tired. Mm. I'm tired regularly. So I'll just throw a lipstick on and just distract everyone. So never blush. Meh. That's I not like your blush, daily. But yeah. And then never powder. No. Okay. Mainly because I am on the drier side of things. Mm -hmm. And like even halfway through the day, I don't have like a shine of oil or anything on my skin. So, so eyeliner and eyeshadow 
are yeah, we, things you use it. sometimes, but it's not your daily driver. Correct. That's okay. like a fancy just, night. Yeah, If exactly. I'm leaving the house, I'm like, I shadow eyeliner because I'm going to Walmart. But see, that's your thing. Like certain, everybody has like the thing that they like and the thing okay. that they kind of want to focus on. And just because mine is lips doesn't mean yours can't be eyes. That's true. I forget about lipstick and don't even care. Or I'll be like, yeah. oh man, I was going to put lipstick on today. Oh well. Yeah. I need this sweet, sweet cat eye. Otherwise I don't feel like I've lived. See, everybody has their thing. And that's what I think you should always adhere to. You know, mm -hmm. if you see a lip color and you're like, oh, that looks fun. I want to try that out. Then totally do it. But like, don't be down on yourself or hard on yourself for like, I am not wearing lipstick and like, it's the thing everyone's doing. That's good. And I, I have found you have inspired me to sometimes not wear mascara and or not mascara. I do wear mascara. That's my, I have to, uh, but sometimes I don't wear eyeliner now. Yeah. And I found, I think sometimes like when a 20 year old puts on like a ton of makeup, all of a sudden they look 35. If a 35 year old sometimes doesn't wear eyeliner, sometimes they could look closer to 20 again. Yeah, I found in a weird way where I'm like, I look so young and fresh. I'm like, oh, it's because I don't have as much makeup on my face. Mm, I, uh, have a, I have a, an addition to that. Yeah. Um, I saw a meme once that really spoke to me. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it, it says, in the morning when you just put on mascara and you're feeling kind of beachy and cute and then halfway through the day, you catch yourself <laughs> in the mirror and you realize you look like a Victorian child sick with scarlet fever who might not make it through the night. That and I thought, that is me in a nutshell. When I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just do mascara and like a little bit of highlighter. Oh my gosh, who's that youth? Who is that? And then you're like, I look It's one like overhead lamp where you're like, oh, I see. I see. Oh, I've made a My bathroom light is very flat. I don't know what mirror I was looking in. I do have a question. How come when I take my makeup off at night, I look cute sometimes? And I think, I don't even need to wear makeup. See, I'm just going to not wear makeup tomorrow. And then you wake up in the morning and you look like you fell in a river and they found you three days later. Can you speak to that? Speak to that. Oh speak to that it's just I mean I haven't felt that way personally it's just like I'm trying to think of what the listeners might want to hear I mean I'm sure there's a lot of like body chemistry science stuff that goes into why you look so great at the end of the day mm -hmm. and then like a haggard crazy person um <laughs> in the morning mm -hmm. I'm gonna mm -hmm. say probably a lot of that is like due to kids mm -hmm. they're my excuse for every problem mm -hmm. um, I've tried to jade roll that out and it doesn't work yeah <laughs> There's no jade rolling the existence of kids no. out of your I'm like, skin. I need a steamroller. <laughs> jade. I think that. <laughs> very expensive. Jade rolls, rolling the sides of a steamroller. <laughs> Could you imagine? So expensive. So I think that what is going into that is the fact that you've just washed off the entire day. And most of the time your makeup is not going to look spot on. 10 hours after you put it on, right? Okay. Which okay. is normal. I mean, okay. anybody, unless you're like shellacking it on and putting a fair amount and like sealing all of it and going through all these steps, it's not going to be like 100% at the end of the day, which mm. is fine and normal. It's normal for that to be a thing. I think that you look so refreshed and nice is because you've washed your face, you've added water and hydration to your face, you've probably put some moisturizer and oil on, so you look dewy and fresh oh. dewy you also said shellacking it on yes do you think we could invent a product like the nail shellac where we <laughs> put it on and then we put you under that like horrible ultraviolet <laughs> lamp and then like burns it where it stays on for like two and weeks just like creates a hard mm -hmm. plastic polymer over that your tattoo? face and then you wouldn't even need cosmetic surgery because it just hold it all Shaylee, I like this question, right but there. I have real problems. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> limited amount of time. All right, okay, we're going to go with on, that's probably not smart. One of my last favorite treatments, and I am not a big beauty treatment person, but I have found that this is so impactful and takes a lot of um, effort out of my day-to-day -day, like makeup routine, is a lash lift and a lash tint. Ooh. I do not go to get beauty services very often because it takes too much time. And we might have talked about this in the skincare. I can't remember. No, I but wouldn't remember. But a lash lift is going to basically perm your lashes. So they set you up, they put a perming solution on, and it basically like opens and curls your lashes. So you can skip that curling step every morning. And it truly Does makes it a huge difference. So what you're telling me is you can't use mascara more than a month because it's dangerous for your eyes, but you can put perming solution on. I am saying it's that. It's a yes. tough okay. world, guys. It's a tough world. Choose your how own much adventure. Is that, how much is that range? $40. Price-wise? Uh-huh. $40. Well, it's always going to depend where whatever market you're mm -hmm. in. So, like, in the Midwest, yeah, it's $40. about 40 In LA, bucks, yeah. $85. Yeah. Uh, how long does it last? 
I feel like it lasts like six weeks or so. And do your eyelashes, what rate do they fall out? Because didn't you yeah. tell, you said something about eyelashes falling out or not falling out. Yes, once, so that would be like extensions. And oh. if that happens with extensions, your lashes, your natural lash can break because you're adding weight onto the lash. The same can happen with a lash lift if you're working with a, an experienced practitioner who uses a perming solution at too high of, of a percentage or you're going too often. There's a lot of things that could happen. So obviously do your research and find someone who does it and who's well-trained in it. But if you are responsible and are gentle on your lashes, it should be perfectly fine for you to utilize. Okay. Yeah. Do you recommend, let's say me, hypothetical, I'm fine curling my lashes every day and saving the money and time, but do you recommend one or the other? Or is it only if someone's like, what can I do more permanent? What's the two choices? Like use natural lashes and curl them every day or get them permed or get them extended. I mean, I think you have to determine what your focus is because getting them lifted and extensions are two totally separate things. So you don't recommend one of those over the other because they're not even the same ballpark. Correct. I prefer the lash lift because it's more natural okay. and it cuts out an extra step in my routine. And okay. it is truly impactful. Like I am not going to waste any time on something that's like, well, you have to come back like four or five times to have something work. I need it fast and quick. You know, if I'm... When I'm older and have more free time, then I'll like go get the facials and whatever. But Good. I think that that is really impactful, the lash lift. Oh my goodness. I just Thank recently you. decided to stop doing extensions and I'm saving up. Well, I'm not saving up for a lash lift, lift, lift but I was like, I think I'm going to switch to a lash lift. I think you I'm going to try it now. Have you done it before? Nope. You are going to be shocked. Because <gasps> okay, I'm excited. It Can it do it before and after pictures? Yeah. But it mine doesn't are blonde, do. so I think it really would make a big impact. And my um, lower ones, this is going to be one of my questions, like can't keep mascara on without just, they just it just runs, Everywhere. runs, 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 runs. Yeah. Do you use waterproof mascara? Um, I think so. I, I have a tube of waterproof <laughs> mascara that's lasted me for like eight months. It's great. Good. It's great. I never throw it out. Yeah. I've never seen Shaylee with an eye infection, so I guess everything's fine. <laughs> It's, I'll so, throw it out now, though. I'm going to throw out everything. In that situation, I think that a lash lift and a lash tint is a really good idea. Typically, you can get them done together, and at the same time, they'll do the lash lift first and then the lash tint afterwards. Um, but surprisingly enough, the lash tint seems to be a little bit more uncomfortable just because the fumes... Because it's like dyeing your hair, basically. Yeah. They just use it at different percentages, so it's safe around the eye and on that that type of hair. So the fumes of it are a little bit more uncomfortable from my personal experience. It might be fine for you, but I can just go in there. I'm like, I don't mind so much putting the mascara on. It's just like doing the curl of the lash. So I oh, like to have the lift, yeah. but you can do both. And that will have a huge impact because what's really interesting about the lift is that it's not going to add volume, but it curls your lashes so that you can see more of the lash from like face on basically. Mm -hmm. So it looks so like you have more lash. Um, that's, that's really good. That's good advice. And we're getting like a good, I feel like if I just called a place and was like, are the fumes weird on my, they'll be like, no, it's so simple. And it's probably not because they're trying to be dishonest. They're just used to it. Yeah. So it's like, no, it's fine. It's like you're sleeping baby. Yeah. It's like, it's no big deal. It's okay. I have okay. called three places that don't do the bottom lash though, but I'm going to find, I'm going to find someone. Maybe it's because you're calling and you're just bottom? saying, yeah. do you do bottoms? Mm -hmm. And yeah, then they're like, no, that's why that's what I say. Should I rephrase it? I don't know. It's up to you. Okay. You can well, just keep calling around. I'll get, I'll talk to my girl and I'll hook you up. You I, go to my girl. I do have one more question about your face routine. Love it. Um, since this is not a visual platform, I just want to describe <laughs> to the viewers right now what, what I see. Oh, I love which this. Which is mm. flawless goddess. Yeah, it's kind of disgustingly of, flawless. Like, You'll see. Carved out of. I'm assuming like ivory. endangered ivory, probably they, very endangered. They poached okay. an animal. Calm they down. poached an animal that was illegal. Listen, and they carved it out fact, of the ivory. Tech. I just this needs to be mentioned because I used a different uh, concealer today, and I like to use concealer for my complexion versus a foundation, and just put it on in certain areas. Um, I utilized one that was way too light, so I do look like <laughs> ivory. <laughs> You were like, actually, that was kind of a sensitive subject. <laughs> you look like you were carved out of white marble. Okay, you literally Total just mistake. answered the question I was very slowly leading up to. So one thing you didn't mention in your makeup routine is like, if you do have flaws, which obviously I don't believe that you do, um, and you want to cover up like some redness or a blemish or whatever, what do you use a foundation? Do you use a concealer? 
So I definitely have my fair share of skin issues. They're just not anything that is like, it doesn't drive me crazy. So it's not one of my priorities to always use a foundation or a concealer. But, you know, I do have like certain redness in my skin. Um, I have an allergy to hyaluronic acid, I believe. And so anytime I use a product that has it in there, my skin will freak out and it'll get all red and bumpy. It is That is covered today. So I do have that, but... You know, I've got the dark circles and I've got like these weird little varicose vein things on my cheeks and whatnot. Um, so whenever I do decide I want more of a polished makeup look, I will do that one extra step. But instead of using a foundation, I like to use a concealer. So I make sure that my skin is really moisturized because concealer tends to be thicker in texture, right? Because it's supposed to cover certain specific issues. So if my skin is really moisturized and I put that concealer over the top of it, it'll be easier to buff out. So you can kind of have a really nice sheer, beautiful coverage without too much product, mm. right? Whoa, right. that's a great idea. That's so, and when you idea. say buff out, is that a brush? Yes, so yeah. I like to use- She got me all the brushes. I, I, I didn't even- I've been those fingers. <laughs> she she watched me apply it and she's like, so do you always use your fingers? I was like, what is the options? <laughs> my fingers, I open doors with my fingers. I zip my <laughs> pants with my fingers. Uh, yeah, and she was like, brushes. I was like, mm, that's I right. That. That's well, right. I think it you just have- I don't know. For me, I have more control with a brush, but that doesn't speak. That's not for everybody. I think that it works for fingers. You just want it's harder to like blend in over a larger space concealer with your fingers because they're just not big enough. Whereas if you have kind of like a, you know, a brush that's like silver dollar clementine sized, you know, width basically or circumference and that's a little bit denser, you can kind of put dots of concealer in the areas that you want to conceal and then just use that brush to kind of buff it out really quickly. Oh my gosh, I'm going to try it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, And for the listeners, we are going to include a link of some of Emily's favorite products and stuff she's mentioned today. So that will be helpful. It will be in the show notes. Um, Yeah. We're really good at show notes. If you don't see it, just DM us and then we'll put it right up in the show notes. Just <laughs> also kidding. looking for an intern. <laughs> looking for an intern. Uh, Emily actually volunteered. So. so that technique for concealer is actually one of my most favorite techniques um, that I have in my personal, like professional repertoire. And it I learned that from all of the amazing, um, very well-educated and very talented makeup artists that I assisted whenever I was working and assisting in New York. So... Some of the best people I've worked with kind of utilize that technique on, you know, great faces. And I just thought every time that it looked so beautiful and it could be used on everybody. So you guys less heard it here coverage. for free. You heard it here for free. Woo-woo. Wow. Wow. pay New York rent. Uh, so basically <laughs> old school mentality is this is how like people learned maybe, I don't know, 20 years ago. It's like you cover the whole face in foundation, or yep. you put on like a lotion thing, you cover the whole face in foundation, then you put concealer under the eyes and on blemishes, then you powder, powder, powder the heck out of it, and then you put on your blush, and then your eyeshadow, and yeah. then your eyeliner, and then your lipstick, and then your lip liner, and then your eyelash <laughs> stuff, and then you curl them. And you're saying you don't need all that. Correct. Okay. I'm, I mean, but there are still people that do makeup that way. Right, Again. but maybe branching out to like, your light makeup routine yes. and your heavy makeup routine and you don't sure. always need the heavy one. It's probably, dare I say, better for your skin to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's something to be said, you know, those different routines work well in different situations and for different type of people. Um, I'm always like a determine what your needs and what your like goals are and then go in that direction. So if you want or feel like you need a full coverage, then totally do it. But yes, you're right. In the past, it's felt like you need foundation ear to ear, hairline to chin and like the same amount everywhere. But I think it's just so much more fresh and modern to like break things down a little bit. You don't have to do every step one through ten. You know, you don't have to put makeup on everywhere. There are some really talented people who I've seen out there who are actually like YouTube and Instagram people who have put makeup on and a a concealer coverage foundation, but have left it off of their nose, Mm. right? Because it Mm -hmm. just leaves, it's, I just think the world is so much more beautiful whenever there's one thing that's just like undone or a little bit unnatural, you know? 
I like that. Uh, I noticed that I can't put concealer or foundation or anything on, I don't know what this is called in between my eyebrows, the T-zone. Yeah. <laughs> Your third eye region. And my nose. I don't know if it's my third eye region. Um, I don't know if it's because my pores are bigger there, but I feel like it looks like cakey makeup hmm. if I put it there, but I can put it like under my eyes and like on yeah. my cheek area and my chin. But if I put it there, I look in the mirror when I'm in the cold, hard sun in like my car and I'm like, whoa, that looks, and then I have to take my little thing and like wipe it yeah. off. So I just learned like there's certain places that my face looks cakey and bad if I apply, but maybe yeah. that's because I've had all my makeup a year. I don't know. I don't know. Totally. I say a year. I loosely. mean, I think it, that might be happening because there's texture. So a lot of times people will put like foundation on the um, third eye region in between your brows or on your nose or like just like your nasio. I'm not even going to say that. We don't know what it is anyway. So like, the, yes, this area that's right next to your nose, but on your mm -hmm. cheeks. It's like when you have a cold, what hurts? Yes, exactly. So that area will sometimes pick up a lot of texture. So you can maybe see the makeup more whenever it's sitting. It also speaks to maybe the type of makeup or the quality, because what you want is the, you want the makeup to like settle into the skin and kind of live not in actuality, but like live in the skin in a way, as opposed to sitting on top. Mm. Right. So that's so why I like kind of buffing it. Picks up more texture. Do you mean your bad, like bad skin? No, nothing is bad. Shayla. Well, but I yes, know. I know you're trying to be very skin. diplomatic, but when you say textured, yeah, it's like we rough. usually don't want texture. Okay. Got it. Rough. Yeah. Yes. I think the texture, you Bumpy, know, pory. Yeah. And like that could be easily solved with some of the things we talked about in the skincare podcast, you know, right. with like chemical exfoliants and things of that nature. Okay. okay. Um, or a good old little just like scrub. Get some sugar scrub. Wash your face scrub, you know. Okay. Um, so I think that that could be fixed very easily with that. Don't look at me. <laughs> Don't judge me. No, that's so good. Oh, um, uh, my, one of my favorite makeup things that we didn't talk about at all is those little bitty eyebrow brushes. Oh yeah, like spoolies? Those are like my favorite thing in the whole Are you world. talking about like product? Like that... mascara for your eyelashes, but... Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or eyebrows. So like a brow gel in a sense. Correct. Yes, that's another really good tip. Or like tip. boy brow or something. Yes, like that. that's a very good tip for anybody who wants fast moving, um, like a quick beauty routine, but they like a little definition in their brow. You know, if you have a lighter colored brow, you can get a brow gel. Mm -hmm. There are some of them out there that are just gels without any color. Some have color in gel, some are fiber in gel. I personally like the fiber in gel because a full brow I think is beautiful. So I like to use those. You just run it through the brows real quick and you're adding texture and volume, but also a little bit of color. Yes, you. I have the one that you recommended and it's great. Yeah. So now we, Katie thought ahead, <laughs> we're Love really it. planned, and she asked for user questions on our Instagram. You also shared it. We're going to read some of our favorites. You made most me look fun. really good. Thank uh, you, by the way. You made uh, that's your yourself picture. look good. You made up yourself and then had the headshot and we stole it. Right. Um, so yes. And what a great transition because Heather S. Burris, the first question we got was my skin is smooth, but my foundation always looks cakey and textures. How do I fix that? And we just talked about we that. We just talked about it. So you think that's the product she's using it, it's sitting on top instead of soaking in. Yes. What's up, Heather? Yes. I think <laughs> that. What's up, hey. Heather? Throw that product in the trash, Heather. <laughs> it's expired. What, yeah. so what product? Cause I know you're going to answer generally, but like, let's act like Heather was sitting here. What yeah. product would you tell her to get? So first I would actually tell her, let's, let's start with the skin. You know, mm -hmm. she says that it's smooth, but like in that area, does it really feel smooth? And then also let's look at like what you're using because maybe she is using all of these, like some good chemicals exfoliants and stuff that are helping her have really smooth and moisturized skin. Maybe it's not that she has texture because of like dead skin cell buildup, but maybe she needs a little bit of moisturizer or more intense moisturizer, right? Okay. So if it's not a skincare thing, then maybe it's a makeup thing. Once we've kind of sorted the skincare, we can move into the makeup and say, okay, what's the product you're using? Because if you are, you know, there are so many products out there. If you're using a concealer, it could be a drier concealer. It could be a more creamy and shiny concealer. It could be really thick. There's the oil mixed concealers yes, or whatever exactly. that you gave me that were super glossy. It's too dark for my face, so I can't wear it anymore, but yep. it gave you the dewy yes. look. Exactly. So you might want to take a look at the actual product that you're utilizing. If it's a concealer, 
try it on your hand and if your hand in that area feels dry afterwards then maybe the concealer is too dry so it's picking up on like the little bit of normal skin texture that your skin naturally has and is never going to not have you know so maybe you need something that is a concealer which is a bit more creamy or more moisturizing good yeah. answer i love that like you're professional try try a different product try a couple of different products right yep. just yep. try on there um, okay. Yeah, this maybe means... your face isn't the problem because everyone's like, my face is the problem. Yeah. It's like, or it's your product. Exactly. Can't change your face um, as much. This one comes from Emma Story. Hi, Emma. Hi, Emma. Um, does primer actually do anything? Am I spending my sweet cash on nothing? <laughs> sweet cash. Save those sweet money. Emma Story. I remember her from when we very first started. Uh, You've been no. a long time you, listener. Emma. Love her. Okay. So... Yes. I mean, I think that I might come up against a little bit of uh, disagreement in that, but I do truly believe that primers are not a necessity to your makeup. Um, I don't utilize primers for anyone. I don't utilize primers on my bridal clients who want to have the perfect look for 10 hours. I don't use them on really? anyone. The only time I will utilize a primer is if I am working on somebody who has very textured skin and not like, oh, I have some texture on my skin. I use it whenever I work on older gentlemen because okay. we all know that men like don't take care of their skin. They haven't done anything. So I will use it if someone has like really textured skin that I basically need to like spackle. If you so can see even. their pores from a mile away. Yes. Interesting. Or maybe like some old scarring or whatever. You're, you're almost yeah, doing yeah. like a spackle on a wall before yep. you paint. Exactly. She's floating Just it. Smooth She's it floating the face. So I think that there are certain things. If you're finding that your makeup is not lasting, some people just have that texture of skin mm -hmm. and a setting spray in between your skincare and your makeup might serve you better than an actual primer. Wow. You heard it here. Folks. You heard it here. Folks. So you're saying it's not worth it to spend your money on and use it if you have a somewhat middle of the road Accurate. or a great face. Yes. I really don't think, I think it's just an extra thing that, you know, has been popular, but is not really a necessity. Nice. Um, if you find that your makeup is not looking as good or it's not lasting, you might want to think about and look at what type of foundation you're using or concealer and see how that might be interacting with your skin. So maybe your skin, your foundation is too oily and your skincare is too oily. So everything's just kind of sliding off. Maybe you need to adjust in those two areas. You know, I would say that, um, look at the products you're currently using rather than thinking, Oh, I need to add another product in to combat this issue. Ooh. Look that way first. And then if you can't determine what the issue might be, then say, okay, well maybe I need this extra thing. Okay. I'm feeling a little convicted because I was going to, I was going to ask this earlier. I do feel a little bit like things are sliding off. And I think it's because yeah. I was like, we're going dewy on skincare. We're doing dewy on mask. We're going dewy on foundation. Dewy, 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 dewy. On sunscreen. Um, so if you had to choose, would you go less dewy on the skincare, but finish dewy? Or is it just going to have to be trial and error? I would go dewy on the skincare and, and then a more moderate kind of like medium to full coverage concealer that is satin finish. Boom! That exactly. was a very specific answer. Direct. Yep. Okay, and this is possibly my favorite question because it makes me laugh. Uh, Anna Lee Neal. What's up, Anna? Anna! How, I know her. I know, I know, I know her too. Um, for me, me, me too, guys. Me too, guys. <laughs> How do we get Botox results without getting Botox? <laughs> the women want to know. The people scared of needles and money want to know. <laughs> um... I always, I get a, I get this a lot or something similar to this a lot. And I always tell people, you know, I <laughs> left my magic wand at home. <laughs> so I say that a lot to my when, kids when yes. they ask for the toy that uh, we didn't bring. <laughs> so that's just that's the good. thing. You know, I think that we, I think we live in an age where we are shown that certain things can be achievable if you only had the right thing. And so you need to find what the right thing is. You need to buy it or you need to spend all the money to have like to, to achieve this like perfect thing. And I think that we need to realize that there's not always quick and easy fixes for everything hmm. and that you might not necessarily need Botox or like if you want Botox, but not more than you want other things in your life, then like, that's fine. You know, it's kind of like 
your, your goal should not be to never have texture on your skin. You know, the goal shouldn't be get rid of every single wrinkle you've ever found, you know, but like find a place where you're happy and you're loving yourself and how you look, you know, and what you're presenting to the world. I like that. That's so that's kind beautiful. of like, I'll get down off my soapbox now. No, but it's like, I don't want to look 18. I want to look yeah. five years younger than I am. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot that goes into that. I think that it's like a multi-prong approach in a sense. You know, you need to focus on like um, treatments with a dermatologist. You need to focus on good skincare. You need to focus on choosing the right products for makeup. But those things are not going to work if you're out there like destroying your body, which no, like in no way does Anna do that because she's a great person. <laughs> We're not talking about you directly, Anna, yes, but we are directly that, but like, <laughs> answering you. Question. If you drink, she's like, I, I take it back. Right? If you drink a ton of coffee and like no water, then your skin is always going to look dehydrated no matter how much thousands of dollars you spend mm -hmm. on skincare, right? Um, so I think right, there, <laughs> I think Anna, there's put a the lot coffee down, put it down <laughs> as we all take a sip of our coffee. Right? <laughs> mm, someone say coffee. <laughs> so I think that, you know, those things are great, but it's also not the having Botox is not the epitome of beauty either. I have, uh, and if you do want I it, have a question too. also, exactly. Okay, I was going to say you are very staunch on plastic surgery is great. If you want it, you, but I'm also great with like be old and one with it and you're cool. Yeah. Don't be afraid to answer this. This is a disclaimer. I'm asking her directly. Do you think that plastic surgery and injections and Botox and everything could be like the thick eyebrow, thin eyebrow, where it gets very, very trendy. Everyone does it, even 20 year olds and it's permanent. Mm -hmm. And then it goes back out of style. Yes. Do you think, okay, it will happen. Yes. Do you think, is there a reverse or is it, I know like no. Botox stuff. Okay. <laughs> That's all I needed yeah. to know. I mean, to an extent there is a reverse. Yeah. Because a lot of the fillers and injectables that are used are like hyaluronic acid based and mm -hmm. they're going to break down in the body because hyaluronic acid is like a natural body thing. Mm -hmm. So the or body like will just break it down. Wears off. Yep. Mm -hmm. Botox will be broken down. So like, listen, if you get Botox once, it's not like your face is going to be like that forever. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that some of these more extreme things are going to come back around and they are not going to be trendy any longer. And the people who went really extreme with it are going to like have to experience some of those negative consequences in that world. But everything is cyclical. So yeah, these trends that are, that we're seeing everywhere are going to change. Yeah, so okay. I think it's just like with your house, it's like go for timeless. Yeah, that's what makes true. you feel really good. Yeah. You feel good. Even if the trend's moving in a different direction. You've got other questions. Um, well, I just want to speak to Anna directly. I'm not sure why Emily's holding out on you, um, but <laughs> I will answer your question. And yes, um, you can get Botox results without Botox. Oh, good. Um, I, the other day... You can? Oh, yeah. Um, I, the other day, had a bunch of wrinkles on my forehead, and I made all of them go away with no medical surgery. And I'm going to tell you right now exactly how I did that. Tell us. Oh, my God, please. I cut bangs. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a filter. <laughs> they are all gone now. Wow. I know. I know. Yeah, so forehead okay. wrinkles. I'm gone. sorry, Emily, didn't tell you that. Um, I have and the you're laugh welcome. lines and I just put this sweet, sweet mask right on top of them and they're gone. Yeah. Okay. We have two more questions. This one's from Kelsey Baldwin. How, you, Kelsey. How is Emily so beautiful? How? How? Okay. And another one. I'm not sure. This one comes from Shaylee Murphy. That's a coincidence. Who's that? Must be a. I know her. Someone with the same name. <laughs> the question is, what is your favorite thing about Shaylee Murphy's face? <laughs> okay, Shaylee Murphy's face. I love her big brown eyes. Same. They are always like so. Now it's uncomfortable. I didn't think we were really gonna do it. <laughs> hmm. They're so dreamy, and they're also so like mm -hmm. energizing at mm -hmm. the same time. Yep. So you can see that she's like very truthful and soulful in her eyes, and that's my favorite quality. My grandma called me her little precious moments. Oh. Well, yeah, I could see that. Yep. You're sweet. I'm sorry I made you compliment me, but I will take it. That was very. Precious. She didn't know I was gonna oh. read it, and I was like, oh, "Listen, yeah. I think <laughs> I did that as an inside joke for Kate." I think that that's one of my <laughs> most favorite things about my job, and something that I've only been realizing after having done this for over ten years is that literally I can look at anyone and just be like oh, this part, this is so pretty. Or mm -hmm. I love this part, you know, like I think that there's beauty in everything. I truly believe that. And I think that the world just needs to, and us individually as women need to separate ourselves from what the greater group of people in charge are telling us is beautiful and determine what's beautiful on our own. Yeah. You know, I'm a beauty activist. 
Emily you Edgar. Know what makes someone not beautiful, no matter how much Ooh. even concealer dewy they have on their face, being mean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> being a mean person really sucks that beauty out faster than any hydrolonic acid. <laughs> You know what? Katie's eyes are also really pretty too. And my they're eyes super are my expressive. Favorite. My eyes are my favorite okay. part about myself. And I think it's just because they don't really age. Eyeballs age. I've right. seen She's yellowy old eyes. She's got a good brow bone too. She does have a good brow bone. Um, good brows. Eyeballs do age. I don't know. Let's cut that part. <laughs> do eyeballs age? I don't yes. know. You tell us. Yeah, of eyeballs age. Of course eyeballs age. What I are you talking want, about? I don't want, if I had to get eyeball transplants, I don't want them from an old person. <laughs> Give me the baby eyeballs. I want baby eyeballs. <laughs> Can Maybe you imagine like your eyes are like this in your not, face? I won't rest until I am given the, the eyeballs of a newborn. Of a baby bladder. Oh, that's terrible. It went yes. dark. It went dark. It's okay. It's for the blooper reel. No one listens. Thanks so much for listening to Shaylee and Katie's Lemonade Stand. To find out more information, you can check us out on Instagram at Shaylee and Katie or on ShayleeandKatie.com to find out show notes, links, and anything else we mentioned in the show.